really well. So if you want to do Hey everyone, this is Christy, Soul Magazine's assistant editor, and welcome to our second special Sunday brunch in the spray room. Yeah. From the Brooklyn Firefly in Bay Ridge. This is our podcast where we talk to some of the best and brightest artists working on the streets today. For our daily online content, check us out on soulmagny.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at SoulMag. And in the spray room can now be found on all major podcast platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and through Amazon Alexa. Today's crew consists of myself, JPO. Hello, hello, hello. Bike Girl. Hello. And Brooklyn's own, Big Ronnie. Hello, everybody. Before we introduce today's very special guest, Big Ronnie, tell us what's going on. Well, we're excited to be out at Brook BK Firefly again. Uh, Caves is in the house. I saw him earlier, rocking some overalls. Can't wait to say hello to him. Uh, Paid is in the house. Jenna Morello's in the house. JPO's in the house. Bike Girl's in the house. Uh, it's a it's a nice crew we had out today. The weather is beautiful. Jenna Morello's out there carving some pumpkins. Come on down. You were not going to hear this for two weeks until it's up. But, you know, if you have a time machine, if you have some time travel capabilities, I would definitely go back to two weeks from when you heard this and come on out. And it's a really good time. Come and carve a pumpkin. And, uh, <laughs> and JPO's about to pop. So, all right, let's get right into it with our guest, Market 27. How you doing, brother? Good, good, man. Thanks for having me out here, Ryan. Thank JPO, you very much. Everybody, sold crew. Thank you very much for coming. We appreciate it. Yeah, man. I'm sorry we much. made you wait while I was eating a cheeseburger calzone. Yeah, that was very diva of you. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, that's not what I was going for. The kitchen might have been a little late or something. I might have so ordered a little late. You didn't want him hangry. No, of course not. Of course not. But we are well fed and uh, happy to talk to you. Yeah, man. Uh, you and I met, I think it was uh, Jeff that introduced us a while yeah, back. A couple shows. Jeff Enriquez. Yeah, shout that's out right. to Jeff. And uh, I love the work you were working on, man. You do, you, I don't want to say you do women. The way you, the way you draw women, I love it. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, no, it's it's important. I have you know two daughters and my wife, so I'm constantly around that energy. So it's always good to uh, to support. You know. Now, um, Christy, have you copious notes for today's interview, or are we winging it? How are we doing? It. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Marcus. So let let's talk. Let's talk about uh, your work. How'd you get started? I started with graffiti, man, um, honestly. And it's it's interesting because when you're out painting in the streets and you're going to mural festivals and you're meeting other artists, you can kind of tell who started with graffiti just by the techniques and the speed and the accuracy. This is Cat Max from Chicago. Shout out, Max. If they use tricks. Yeah, for sure. You know, lots of tricks. we got a lot of tools up our sleeves. And uh, it's interesting because... When you have that, that mentality, that work ethic, and you've been doing graffiti for, I don't know, 15, 20 years, even before street art was a thing, um, and you've kind of evolved into doing large-scale murals, all those tricks are still there. All, the, all those techniques are still there. And you can tell when people are able to kind of do things, whether it's like freehand or able to do shit and render things quite quickly, just because of that experience. So now, But do you... you 
you obviously take a mural differently, a different approach than you are when you're trying to catch a tag or something like oh, that. Absolutely, or but even when a um, lot more preparation, a lot more time to to do what you do. Definitely, but you know, there's graffiti crews like say Tats Crew, FX Crew, <coughs> crew that I was painting with for a long time from the Bronx Fly ID Crew, and they were doing mural quality work as graffiti artists. And a lot of people forget that graffiti artists. The mural can, kings. Yeah, the mural kings. A lot of graffiti artists can definitely hold their own against any street artist. And a lot of them have evolved from being a graffiti artist into what you know is being called a street artist these days. So now, can I ask you a please. question? Break down your tag. Tell us. What is, the, so, what is it? What's the 27? So I'm, I go by Marca. Marca 27. Marca 27. I'm from Mexico originally. That's where I was born. And um, when I started writing Marca, I wanted people to know that I was Latino, so I, I chose a name in Spanish. But I changed the, in Spanish, it's properly spelled M-A-R-C-A, but I spell it M-A-R-K-A because K's are so much better than C's. C's are, you know, no offense to people that have the C in their name, but it's just a boring letter. K is but, strong. You know, but K is strong. But yeah, Marca has always been uh, important for me. It basically means to, to leave a mark or to have a brand or to leave you know something on somebody's mind so it really reflects what i do which is kind of leave something behind everywhere i go or leave a mark now you, cool. you you talked earlier about y- your family yeah and uh you know life uh has got to be a very very different for you today than it was 10 or 15 years ago absolutely now uh how is it how is it you know evolving into a piece like this that you did out in Harrisburg a couple of weeks ago that is just about as mean and as all-inclusive and as beautiful as it gets. Harrisburg was interesting, man. Um, that, that mural was three and a half days. Um, and the crazy thing about that mural, you know, it was for the International House in Harrisburg, PA. When they called me and asked me to paint that building, they were very clear that a lot of students from all over the world stay in that building. So they wanted something that was cultural that kind of represented people from different walks of life. So that's why the subject matter. You have a woman that is, um, you know, of African descent, and then you also have a Japanese woman. But most importantly, the colors are, to me, very Latino, very Mexican. You go to Mexico City or you go to, uh, you know, different parts of Latin America. It's very bright. It's very bold. So you're always going to see that in most of the work that I do, which is very big, bright and bold colors and women are always portrayed in a very powerful um, sometimes even spiritual type of you know iconography just because uh, I think in today's society like you really have to kind of represent and uplift people that are being marginalized whether it's a woman or a person of color well you certainly don't have to but it's great that you do uh, and me, more I people should I don't have a choice you know like I was given this gift and I feel like I owe it to everybody so I'm always going to do something that's that's going to uplift my people and people that you know come from backgrounds that you know weren't weren't doing so well in the beginning. And if I'm doing well, if I'm doing well, I want everybody else doing well. That's great. Yeah. Now, what is uh, I'm look, looking at your page. What's uh, tell us about street theory? Street theory. So, you know, street theory is something that uh, my beautiful partner Liza, partner in crime. She's also my wife. We started this business a couple years back. And um, we're basically a, a lifestyle agency. We work with brands. Uh, we help execute different events, whether it's a mural event or a gallery show. Um, we've had different clients from all walks of life. We've worked with Converse, Nike, 
uh, most recently Moxley Hotel, Microsoft, and Cambridge. And we've, you know, we've worked with a lot of talented artists. Jeff Enriquez, Indy184, um, Mudo from Spain, Hoxo from Miami. We've, we've done some great projects that we're super proud of. And most importantly, we, we try, because we're artists, you know, own business, and we are artists, so we always try to kind of mentor people on better ways for them to handle their business. I know Liza's kind of consulted with different fine artists and street artists so when it comes to dealing with clients and a big project that they're a little nervous about or if they need help with guidance they they go to us or we try to help them as much as we can um interestingly enough on october 23rd we have a panel discussion with jeff enriquez indy 184 myself and liza and photographer moses mitchell at the samsung 837 studio and that's at 837 washington street in the meatpacking district so you guys definitely come check that out october 23rd uh starts at 6 15 p.m totally free that'd be great thank you for the invite for sure for sure now uh let's let's stay on that business that you and your wife have how is that uh you know acting as a, a facilitator for the arts for people that really don't get it people that don't understand the graph culture people don't understand the street they just want something pretty they don't always understand the artists or what they're asking for you know, we've been super fortunate um, to kind of align ourselves with, you know, business partners and work with clients that that have an understanding or at least have an open mind for it. We've definitely gotten clients that kind of just want to call us and have us do something that's just overtly commercial and not really falling in line with what it is that we want to do. So that's great for like up and coming businesses like if a pet store calls you and they want like goldfish painted on their wall that's fine for for anybody that wants to do that but we're really trying to work with clients that understand the art want to choose artists that better fit what they're doing and not really um do things that that are not pushing the culture culture forward forward. attaboy yeah exactly so you know because there's there's lots of sign companies out there and that's Mm -hmm. the one thing that i want to say that we're not we're we're hustlers of culture. We're not a sign company. And, you know, even when it comes to curating events and working with artists and putting together shows, it all depends on what the theme of the show is, what city is it in, what local artists can we tap into. Because another thing is we don't want to go into a city like Boston or Connecticut or Detroit, do something big there and not be connected to the culture that's already existing there. You so, can't just come in, swoop, do your no, thing man, and bounce. That's not, not for you. Yeah. That's not a for toy us. move. Yeah. yeah, exactly. For sure, that's a toy move. Well, speaking of the other areas that you just were touching on, you know, Boston area and, and Detroit, you have lived in a, a lot of different places or yeah, multiple different places around the country throughout the years. How have you seen the street art movement change in those areas? In many areas, I mean, it just depends where you're coming from. And in Los Angeles, uh, I lived there for four years. I used to paint at the Belmont Tunnels by Echo Park. And um, during those times... There was, you know, there was no hipsters in Silver Lake. What years like, were that? This was uh, early 2000s, like oh, 2003. It was tough then still. Yeah, it was. Nobody it was, wanted to live in downtown L.A. Nobody wanted to live in downtown L.A. The ghetto bird was 24-7. Um, there was times where you'd try to go home, there'd be a police barricade up because they're looking for a murder suspect. You know, it was wild. So to paint a mural, I remember you had to really love what you were doing because if you weren't smart and you painted in the wrong neighborhood, you're going to get rolled up on. So I was, you know, luckily painting with COI crew, with Vile, Man One, Sacred, all these OGs from L.A. And, you know, connecting with people that, again, you don't want to go into a city not knowing anybody and just 
paint without even making any introductions. Um, Chaz Bojorquez, who's a legend from Los Angeles, was another person that was super supportive. Um, guy is incredibly talented. He's taken people like Retina under his wing and really has been such a huge staple to L.A. culture and the whole writing culture as a, as a master calligrapher. So, yeah, shout out to Chaz, man. You know, it's it's been amazing being in different cities and kind of learning and seeing what the culture is and just, like, really connecting with artists. So so from L.A., you move, you, you jump to where from there? L.A., uh, after L.A., it was back to Boston, actually. Was yeah. it? Yeah, it was back to Boston. Um, I, took a, I took a job with a footwear company at the time and um, painted with a lot of dope local artists, you know, from there as well. Yeah, if you wouldn't mind, go into that a little bit. Um, a lot people don't know that you have a background w- with the shoe industry. Yeah, uh, it's funny, man. I used, to, I used to work in toy design. You know, I'm, I'm a big product dude. So I used to have my own designer vinyl that was being sold everywhere. I uh, did some collaborations with Kid Robot. Did a lot of really cool stuff with Toy Tokyo here in New York. Big shout out to Lev. That guy's, you know, showed me a lot of love. A lot of people don't know that that man's responsible for that that scene actually blowing up in the East Coast. You know, like he was the first person to really bring these like rare toys from Japan over to to New York and to the U.S. Um, so yeah, like a you know, big shout out to Lev in Toy Tokyo. I did a show there as well. Um, but yeah, product design. I was working with Converse. Did some stuff with Nike. Um, those those kind of things are talked about less because a lot of it when you're a designer for a company you're basically a person that's just doing what you're told half the time yeah there's a creative side to it but you also have to do what the consumer wants if it's something that a specific retailer wants then you got to kind of give them what it is they're asking for specifically yeah and there's a lot of like you know following trends versus if you're Futura and you're being asked to collaborate with a brand then the brand's going to do what it is that you want to do and kind of honor your vision. So The cool thing, when I met you, it was back, I think, in 2013 or 14, maybe. Um, you you kind of crossed over. You were using sneakers in your artwork at the time. I don't know if you're still doing that or not, but that's what I remember seeing. Yeah, it really yeah. stuck out to me. I was like, you put sneakers on the canvas or whatever medium you were, you were painting on. Yeah, no, I'm still doing that. Um, it's funny because a lot of people don't realize it. When you come from, you know, very humble beginnings, like if you're from Juarez or you're Tijuana, you see a lot of uh, people kind of using what's being thrown away and repurposing it. So you see, like, purses made out of Cheeto bags, literally, like, sliced up, braided, and then they make handbags or they make frames. Um, So my mentality was I'm working this footwear industry. I see tons of shoes getting thrown away. So a lot of the times I would take a lot of, you know, beat-up shoes or, like, half pairs because... Sometimes you get half a pair like of a Yeezy that, unless you know somebody with one foot that really loves Yeezys, it's gonna, gonna it's gonna go to waste. So you would take these shoes, these Jordans, these rare things, and I would take them apart and you know use repurpose them in artwork. Yeah, that's sick, man. Yeah, good. <laughs> so um, touch on Detroit. We were talking pre-show a, b- a little bit about mm-hmm. Detroit and kind of how that scene is is. Uh, really coming into itself and has been for the past few years obviously but when did you what years did you live i think the first time i was in detroit was in 2016 that's when i met yeah. you yeah yeah, yeah. that's right my girl was there it was a uh, was a good it was a dope show actually a little bit before that before the first murals in the market i was in an art exhibit with saner 
and Jesus and these other dope artists, Southwest Freddy, shout out to Southwest Freddy, and all these cats from Detroit through uh, 1X Run at the time had a gallery called Interstate Gallery. And for Cinco de Mayo, they wanted to do an, an all Latino-based show, mostly Mexican artists. Uh, it was dope. It was great. I didn't realize that, and I was driving on the highway. I was I was happy as shit because I saw a sign that said Mexican Town. I was like, "Are you kidding oh, me? Yeah. I'm, not even L.A. has a sign that says Mexican Town. There's hella Mexicans in L.A." So when I saw that in Detroit, and there's some decent Mexican food in that, Mexican that Town. That really which is definitely not easy, is not always the easiest thing to find when you get out of Mexico. Especially, yo, know, especially in the Midwest, it's oh, not yeah. easy to find. So I was happy to see that. I was happy to see the culture thriving. Super happy to see so many like independent artists with a DIY mentality. Love Detroit, you know, from the music to the culture. It's a beautiful city. Detroit's amazing. Oh, Detroit sure. has the infrastructure of any amazing, beautiful city in the world, but it's got like an edge. Oh, absolutely. And even, you know, the artists kind of wear that on their sleeves too, you know, like shout out to Sydney James, you know, all the other cats. I'm a big Jay Dilla fan. Sydney so. James is doing a lot. I mean, yeah. I classify her as an activist artist. Yeah, Everything for sure. she puts on the street, she has a reason. A I, class, I, I, classi- I classify her as a don't fuck with me artist. Oh, she's you know, wonderful. Because she's yeah. unapologi- unapologetically Sydney James. You know, she's going to do what she's going to do. I love that. Yeah, Jay Dilla, touch, touching on music. Well, RIP to him. But um, yeah. are you into like Stone's Throw Records? Yeah, I'm really, a big fan of Stone's Throw. Um, big fan of Jay Dilla, Mad Lib, all those guys, Peanut Butter Wolf. You know, it's. It's kind of like the era that, that I, I grew up in as well. Um, just seeing all that kind of come to fruition. Charcoal Quest, when they started Beats, Rhymes, and Life, and Jay Dilla had a, a heavy hand in that production. So, you know, there's so much amazing talent coming out of Detroit, and a lot of people don't even know about it, you know. So, Shifi, all these other cats from Detroit that are doing some and cool shit. And then you got the big names, like everybody knows Tristan. Of course. Tristan Eaton course. came out of Detroit. Right, What right, I love right. is going into Hamtramck and seeing the pieces he did when he was in high school. Yeah, that's when right. When he really right. wasn't as good as he is now, but right. you can see the edges the of it. Just to, yeah. yeah, you yeah, see yeah, his yeah. evolution in his pieces. Yeah, and then, you know, there's also Matthew Eden, you know. Big shout out to Matthew. Yeah. He's a super talented brother. Yes, he is. Family yeah. man, good dude. I think my favorite, though, is Hey Pat Yeah. Big yeah. shout out to Hey Pat Yeah. Yeah. He does some of the most amazing. His piece with the marching band in Detroit yeah. is a must see for any street art fan in the world in my opinion yeah yeah Pat's got soul he's got funky soul I like him and Ghost Beard Ghost Beard yeah that's right that yeah, was a fun interview with him and Patch at, they're insane what was it it was a that was collective. the collective yeah, yeah, that, was yeah. A, that was a fun one Monster Squad that's right yeah Ghost Beard's a good dude he came out he showed love I, did, I painted a huge mural for a Bangladesh community out in Hamtramck um I don't know if you guys know this, but Hamtramck used to be predominantly Polish. Yeah. And now there's like a huge population of Bangladesh, but there's no representation. So they wanted to find an artist that could, you know, paint a massive mural that really just celebrates their culture and where they're from and their identity. So their kids growing up can feel proud of where they are because that's where they planted roots for several decades now. Um, when I was doing that mural, you know, Ghost Beard showed up, Good Dude, Shifi showed up, Southwest Freddy. So I always love seeing that the locals, even though you're not from there, they, they're going to come out and they're going to sh- they're going to support and show love. You know, you have Shark Tooth who opened up a bar out in Hemtremic, and you know it looks amazing. It looks like he took L.A. and basically brought it to Hemtremic because he was very true to his style, very true to his point of view, and you know love to go there and have a good time. Highly recommend it if you're ever in Detroit. Check out Shark Tooth. 
Absolutely. So what's coming up next for Marka and uh, Street Theory in 2020, and how, how are we keeping the culture moving forward this year? We got a, we got a lot of projects, man. Um, I'm actually doing a, a big a big project with a rap artist from Atlanta. I can't say his name yet because it's too early and the record label hasn't announced it. But um, dope artist, Mexican artist, you know, he's, he's been killing it. You know, he's dropping a very amazing album. I got to listen to it before it hits the streets. And um, I was chosen to do the album, you know, artwork for it. And a lot of it's because we have a lot of similarities in culture and, you know, we connected really well. So I'm excited about that That's project. That's great. Is this your first uh, album you worked um, on? I would say first official album cover, yeah, definitely. Um, a lot of indie stuff, but this is the first. Like, Very cool. You know, tied to a major label. Um, we also have some projects coming up in Boston. Another project coming up in Bushwick. So we'll be painting. I'll be painting a mural out there um, off of Messerol. Oh, good. We need yeah. some more of your work in Brooklyn. The one piece yeah. is gone. That was on the yeah. Front of the that's well. that's actually the one I'm redoing. Ah, you'll yeah. be going over. Uh, this boy yeah. JPO. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's all right. If it would be anybody, I, I would want it to be you. So that's yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. Perfect, isn't it? It's all good. It's all good. So Mexico obviously influences a lot of your art, mm-hmm. your culture, your identity. Yeah. Have you painted in Mexico? I have. Um, years back, this was. Uh, yeah, it was rough too. This must have been around 2013, I want to say, and um, it was at a took the subway train there the shit was crazy it was these kids walking by i couldn't reach as high as i needed to so i told these kids if you find me a ladder i'll, I'll give you all my leftover paint <laughs> so these two kids they must have been like 11 and 13 they come back 15 minutes later and they literally took a fire escape ladder like an iron ladder off of a building <laughs> and were carrying that shit it must have weighed like 100 something pounds and they were like yo can, can you use this i was like i guess i guess that's gonna work so I was—I don't know how the hell you got that, but yeah, I gave them the paint. They were happy as hell. It was good. It was—it was cool. Mexico's crazy like that. Yeah, but you I know, I'd love Mexico. to go back. I'm in—I've used to go many times when I lived in Texas. No. Um, I love Mexico. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, Monterey is one of the most beautiful places in the world. Yeah, and you know, it's such a—it's such a huge country. It just depends on where you are. If you're on the Yucatan side, or if you're closer to being landlocked. The food changes, the culture changes, the colors, you know, everything, the atmosphere, the people. So Mexico City, I can say the closest city to that would be Hong Kong. And I say that because of the density of the people, the extremities of culture, because you have poverty, then you have extreme wealth. Then you have super modern, then you have super ancient. So you can see a pagoda that's thousands of years old, and you can see pyramids in Mexico that are thousands of years old. So, yeah, it's it's an incredible city. Yeah, both. And the street food is phenomenal in both cities, so yeah. Well, that was a that was a quick twenty three minutes. Thank you very much for your time today. Before we let you go, please let everybody know where they can find you online and take a look at your work and support you. You, you guys can find me at on IG on at Marka underscore two seven or you can find me on IG at Street Theory Gallery at Street Theory Gallery or Marka twenty seven dot com. Very simple. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Yo, thank you, Ronnie, JPO, Bike Girl, everybody. Christy, everyone. It was an honor to have you on, man. Soul Crew, thank you so much. We are sold out with Market 27.